we started some time ago dealing with the prayers out of the book of Ephesians. We are working our way through Ephesians chapter 3, that prayer that Paul prayed there. And we are talking about love. We're talking about us beginning to experience the, the love of God. If you have your Bibles with you, would you turn to Ephesians chapter 3? It would also be on the screen before you. Uh, we are reading this out of the New King James Version at this time. And we will read it, then I will pray. Ephesians chapter 3, beginning in verse 14, and it reads as such in our hearing. For this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant, that he would give you according to the riches of his glory that you would be strengthened with might through his spirit, the Holy Spirit, in the inner man, in your inner man, that Christ may dwell or abide in your hearts through faith, that you would be rooted and grounded in his love. Amen. Amen. We can let's stop right there. From this Scripture, I like to bring to you the thought that that song that we all are familiar with that Tina Turner made famous, what love got to do with it. Father, even now in the mighty name of Jesus, as we begin to preach your word, move Tracy out of the way. Do not allow me to impede or hinder that which you want to say to your people. Allow me simply to be an instrument as your Holy Spirit preach. Then, oh, Father, set the atmosphere that, that we may not only hear my voice, but they will hear your voice, that your spirit will open up our eyes and our ears and our hearts, that we may hear what the spirit is saying. Even now, Lord. Even now, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. I stated last week that this song by <laughs> Tina Turner that became famous, it, it really got her started on her single career. It ran, won three Grammys. It was voted the song of the year. But when you look at the words, I'm not going to go through the words today. We did that last week. You begin to realize whoever wrote this song apparently suffered a broken heart. Someone said, fix my mic. Y'all can't hear me. Okay, let's see what we can do. Okay, there we go. Apparently, this person has been so heartbroken that they have determined to live the rest of their lives never opening their heart again. So they begin to say, even though I feel the feelings of love, it's really not 
going to be love because I'm not going to open up my heart because what does love got to do with it? We, we can identify with that. If, if, you, if you've ever been in a relationship, there are people sitting right here who not only sang that song, they live it. <laughs> I I'm not going that way. I'm not going that way. I'm just saying. But, but the problem is, is when we allow that to come into our Christian's life, and not only are we not allowing anyone to enter into the inner sanctum of our heart, but we're not even letting God get in. Oh, wow. That, that our love receptors are, are broken, and, and Paul is, is kneeling down in this prayer saying, you really don't know how important it is for us to be rooted and grounded in the love of Jesus. Listen, not just the words, but that you know, that you know, that you know, that you know. <laughs> See, if you live long enough, Satan is going to test you and tell you that God don't really love you. There's a whole lot of folks who no longer go to church because somebody in the church hurt their feelings. So they gave up on church, they gave up on God, they gave up on Christ because somebody in church gossiped or said something about them and they gave, let me, let me tell you, anywhere you go, somebody gonna talk about you. On your job, they're going to talk about you. In your neighborhood, they're going to talk about you. You know, you don't know, when you come in here, you better have some thick skin and, and know that the devil is going to try to run you back out because he don't want you to grow. No, it shouldn't happen in the church, but it does. Okay? Listen, if the devil is trying to get up anywhere, he's trying to get up in the church so that we will quit coming. We got to get to the place that we recognize who love you. It's the Lord that loved you. It's the Lord that died for you. It's him that got up for you. It's him that made the sacrifice for you, which means then that you got to be able to push your way through folks that's just playing. I, I hate to say this. Everyone that comes to church don't come for the love of Jesus. <laughs> you know, you know, and, and we, and we got to press our way no, notice what he says. He says, he says I, we, we, we talked about this. He says, grounded is the word that is used that a tree roots that is going down deep. He's saying that, that in the carry, almost like he's saying the same thing. He, said, he says, grounded, and, and he, said, he, said, he said, rooted and grounded. Rooted is the, is the tree roots that is going down deep. Grounded really comes from the word foundation. Foundation. A tree 
may look good. Show me some trees. A tree may look good on the upside, but you don't really know how deep that tree is until a storm comes. You can look so good in church. Oh, you can say the right thing. When you get up to use the bathroom, you hold up your finger, you know, oh. The, the true test is, 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 is how rooted in his love that when the storm hit, can you withstand the storm and stand flat-footed and say, I know he still loves me. <laughs> Listen, it's not if the storm hit, it's when the storm hit. It's not, it's not if you lose a loved one, it's when you love a loved one. It's not if you're going to get sick, it's when you're going to get sick. It's not if you're going to be tested, it's when you're going to be tested. My, my, my question is, uh, are, are you getting deep enough that when the storm comes, that the love of God got you so rooted, got you so grounded, that you can stand flat-footed and say, Lord, I trust you, I, I trust you. That tree, its root system is its strength. What holds that tree together is the part that is up under the ground. You can't tell me how much you love Jesus on top of the mountain. You can, uh, let me see you when you're down in your valley. Never forget. Never forget New in Ministry, the, the, the memories of this tale came back to me because it was best, it was part of Sister Odessa Lee family. It got called and, and we went over to see this little baby, somewhat like two years old, had a pimple that started right here, found out that the pimple was cancerous. There was nothing that they can do. The, the cancer began to, to spread through her hair and face. It was me, Reverend Willis, my road dog, and, and, and Brian Marshall, and I believe that was Willie Wilson. We went over there, and when we went over there, her face literally had slid across like someone took a torch to a wet star. Her head then swelled up that the skin became transparent. And you could look down into the veins that was running into her brain. I've never seen nothing like that before. I have never seen nothing like that since. And I've seen some stuff. We literally prayed, went to the car, and we all bust out crying. get a phone call. Me and the husband had gotten pretty close and went over there. The baby, the cancer had gotten into the blood system and literally both her legs snapped simultaneously. The doctor said, there's nothing we can do. Take her home. Hold on to her. Take her home. We're standing outside on a on a, on, a, on a cold night, he got the baby in his arms, 
blood is on his shirt, and the baby is whimpering. And I hear out of his mouth at a time like this that even if there was no heaven, I still would serve God, hoping and believing that there's someplace close to him. You want a picture of being rooted and having a foundation is when you are not cursing God at that time, but you're praising God at a time like that. It's when you can take that type of hit and still say, I still love you. I still serve you. You still good. You still my everything. I still, I still, I got some questions. I don't like where I'm at. I don't like what's going on, but you're the best thing that ever happened to me. See, see, you don't say that because you're religious. You can only do that when, when you know that you know that you know he's been good to you. Show a foundation, show a foundation, show a foundation, show a foundation, show a foundation. When he says foundation, notice that in this picture, the the T-shape, the, the concrete that you say is up under the ground. The brown part is, is the mud. Notice that if you look at the very bottom of the brown part, there's a darker brown part. That is where it is hard. That's where it's hard. So they set pillars to go down through the softness to go down to where it's hard. Now watch this. The taller the building, the deeper that support has to go. The more weight that building, the deeper it has to go. Y'all see what I'm talking about? See, it's up under the ground. It's not what you see on Sunday. It's, it's how you handling it on Monday. It, it, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not in front of the crowd. It's, it's what you do when you're all by yourself and nobody can see. Listen, listen, listen. Next, 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 next picture of a foundation. Listen, the floor is set. But the floor is not the strength. And then what you see, you see these bars coming out. They are called rebars. Had one with that milk car, one of the things we had to do is build a wall and a pit. And what you discover that, that, if, that, that because we was dealing with heavy casting, heavy weight, I designed rebar to go all the way through this form, this foundation that they're going to pour concrete. Because concrete has no inherent strength in itself. Amen. Oh, y'all don't hear me. <laughs> concrete by itself will fall apart up under a low. It will crumble. It will turn back to what it originally was. Hey, did you hear that? If you don't got an internal strength that's being, that's being transferred into you, you're going to crumble into that which you originally was. 
Did you know everybody got a default? Let me, let me explain default. Default is like setting your thermostat. That means that, that if it gets hotter, then your thermostat can be set where you stay at that degree. With me, if it get harder, the air condition comes on. If it get cooler, the heat comes on. Because your thermostat is set to hit the set point. Y'all got it. Guess what? You and I got a set point. Oh, yes, we do. You can change your set point if you want to. What's my sister? So guess what? You, you, you can play a Christian for, you can be nice for a little bit, but if your set point, y'all, y'all, y'all going where, y'all, 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 listen, 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 you, you know, you know, you know, your talk can be positive for a little bit, but if your set point, let things not go the way you want to and watch what comes up out of your set point. You know, you know why? Because unless we allow God to give us an internal strength uh-huh. that resets who we are on the inside, we're going to keep on going back to what we have always been. Okay, uh, let, me, let me break this down a little bit. You will put, I'll put rebar within the concrete, and rebar are bars of iron, and the strength is in those bars of iron. And when they pour the concrete and the concrete set up, the strength that's in the rebar transfers into the concrete. So now the concrete is not standing on its own strength. It's standing on the strength of the rebar that's been placed in the inside of the concrete. You're not supposed to stand on your own strength. Listen, listen, listen. Don't try to be strong. You're weak. But God works through our weakness because his grace is sufficient in the time of trouble. It's okay to be weak. It's okay to be vulnerable because when you're weak, Jesus shows up. He will fight your battles. He will give you strength. He will give you peace. He will give you joy. You can't do this yourself. It takes the strength of Jesus. What's the difference? What is the difference? What is the difference between the roots and the foundation? This is what I discovered. When we go through the scripture and we talk about foundation and we go to Ephesians, this is what it says. It says that we are built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. I mean, teaching. Teaching. Foundation is, is, are you standing on the word of God? How much word do you got? Because you got to have something to stand on. If you don't got some word in you, you standing on how you feel. Who told you you can trust what you feel? Let's go back to roots. 
Ruth is, now you know the character of God, and you know God can't lie. And God is good all the time. Listen, 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 listen. You don't have to go no farther than the cross. His love is expound at the cross. You know what? How can I say this? Let me just, let me go. Unless your knowledge of how much God loves you get past your intellect, And you get illumination by the Holy Spirit of the love of God. Then your intellect can't keep you when the storm comes. Found foundation, Jesus says, he says, he says, he says, he says, I think it's Matthew chapter 7. He says, he says, he says, he says, those who hear my words and do my words, they are like a man that is building their house on a solid rock. Uh And when the flood comes, when the storm comes, when the torrent comes, he said that they are able to stand and will not collapse because it's built on a bedrock. It's more than just mud. It's more than dirt. There's a rock that they have tapped into, and the strength of the rock goes up through the house. And since the rock ain't moving, the house ain't moving. Okay, watch this. This is what he's saying. Have you built your attitudes and your opinion and your choices on the word of God and not on how you feel. Can I break this down a little bit more? Do you have vertical faith or horizontal faith? Let me explain the difference. Vertical is what I can see, what I can feel, what I can understand in the natural. If, if, if that's all the faith I got, I'm in trouble. Yeah. 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 Do, do you understand what's happening in our society? Something's wrong when a 71-year-old is watering his grass and two young men ride by, then come back Throw him down on the ground. Listen, don't have to shoot him, but shoot him in the stomach. Goes in his pocket. Take his billfold and leave. Something wrong when our elders are not safe and our children are not safe. If you want to know a society that is deteriorating from the inside out, it's when Babies are not safe, and elderly are not safe, because they are the weakest among us. And when this stuff starts happening, what has happened is there is an absence of God, and instead of acting God-like, we acting worse than animal-like, and we in trouble. Let me throw this at you. 
We are not, God is not about ready to set up a utopia. He told us in, in Timothy, he says, he says, Timothy, in the last days, perilous times shall come. Timothy, I'm looking into the future, and these are the attitudes of what is happening. He says, he listen, he don't say that to scare us. He says that, get ready, get ready, get ready. Notice, the Lord isn't sweating. The Lord ain't wringing his hand. The Lord is in perfect control, which means that he still got things under the control. He just want us that is his to have our faith in him and not be so disturbed by the stuff around us. We pray, we cry over it, we're asking for folks to get saved, we be a witness, but know that the Lord got it covered. Listen, 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 listen. We have to be so anchored that our horizontal faith, that when trouble hits, we know how to look up. But in fact, I'll be honest with you. We should look up only when trouble hits. We ought to be looking up all the time. Listen, something can hit you so hard and so fast, you won't look up. Let somebody punch you in your stomach and, put, and, 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 and take the wind out of you. I promise you, you're going to be looking down and not up. Listen, listen. So, 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 so we got to have where we are walking by faith and not by sight. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Let me see. Let me see if I got where I want. Listen to Psalms. So look at, listen to Psalms. Psalms. Psalms one. He he helps us to hear. He says, "Blessed is the man who walketh not in the counsel." Now he says, "Not, not, not." My, my, my problem is, okay, why do you start with the nots and not start with the do's? Now watch this. Because unless you eliminate the nots, you're not going to do the do's. Or even if you're doing the do's, the nots going to counsel. Okay? Uh, let me make that more plain. If you're, walk, if you're watching Jerry Springer five days a week, church on Sunday is not going to eliminate the mess you've been watching all week. I know nobody watches Jerry Springer. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know, okay, let's, 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 let's. If your friend watched Jerry Springer and they tell you what's going on. Okay, I know y'all don't, don't hang with friends like that. Y'all don't watch friends, y'all don't hang with friends that watch Jerry Springer. Okay. If your friend, even worse than that, when friends is dipping into other people's lives and telling you all the mess in other people's lives, 
and you don't even know if it's true or not. And we allow all that to feed into us. It creates an attitude and a paradigm and a perspective that is not true. I even caught some folks from watching the news too much. Because the news have a perspective. My thing is this. Why you always got to go to the person whose hair is not combed? Out of all the people in the world, every... Now listen to me, serious. Do you think that's an accident? Y'all, y'all need to let that sink in. There is a perspective that they're trying to pursue. And if that's all you're getting, that's what you see is what you believe. Okay, if, if that is true, we just came out of the undivide, which was racial reconciliation across the, went to the class of some people in Miramar, and, and you can see that it shocked a lot because the perspective that I gave was different because their perspective of us is that. Okay, what perspective do you have because of what you're listening to? That is not fully true. That is true. That's why Paul said, don't, because this is setting up a paradigm, it's up a perspective. And watch this. And if your perspective is being fed in the wrong way, when the good come, it doesn't make no change. He said, but meditate on the word of God night and day, and now you shall be like a tree planted by the river on water. Now you shall produce fruit. Now your leaves will be always green. Now, because there's an internal strength that is yielding itself to you because you're standing on the foundation of the word that you don't place in you. Listen, these principles work for bad or good. They just work. I worry when I see people, and, and they come, I mean, they know these raps. Oh, go ahead. them. They're walking, they're saying it, they're saying it in their mouth, and depending on what they're rapping, you take on that attitude. Let me ask you, what is in our mouths? Because that is determining our inward attitude on life. Root 
foundation. Now watch it, watch it. Oh, I, I, I can't miss this. I missed this at the 8 o'clock, but y'all going to get it. You know what? You and I cannot even experience the love of Christ unless the Holy Spirit, which Paul talks about as the Spirit, gives us illumination in his word. That's why you can read the word and don't get nothing. Because you're not expecting anything. That you just read it, check mark, I did my reading today. Hold on, who are you looking for when you read? Hold on, let me, let me prove it. Can I prove it? There's five areas in the Bible, five times in the Bible that I can think of that, that, that God breathes. At least there's a reference to him breathing. And every time he breathes, there's life. He create Adam and Eve in the spirit in Genesis 1, 27. And then in Genesis 2 and 7, I believe that he not only breathed Adam in that body, he breathed Eve in the body. That's why he had to reach into the body and pull out Eve. But, but when he formed in the body and mixed the body, now the Genesis 1, 27 that he created, now he blows that, which is life, into the body that he formed. Y'all got that? Okay, let's go someplace else. Don't you remember Ezekiel in, in Ezekiel chapter 37? God takes him to the place of the dry bones. And don't you remember that the bones start coming together? You know, y'all like that. The toe bone connected to the foot bone and the foot bone connected to the ankle bone and the ankle bone connected to the shin bone. Don't shout yet. Don't shout. start coming together from a physical standpoint, but even though they look good, they still not alive. And Jesus asked Ezekiel, can these dry bones, can, can now, they're not dry no more, but, but can they live? So you go wise enough to say, well, you know if he said, now prophesy to the wind, the, the, the breath, the raw, the Holy Spirit. And then when it came on them, they came alive. Don't you remember Jesus after the resurrection? He meeting with the disciples. It's like John chapter 20. And he's meeting with them. And while he's talking with them, he breathed on them. He said, he said, receive ye the Holy Spirit. Then don't you remember when they're in the, in, in the room? Now, they're probably not up in the upper room because people came, but they're probably, the room is also called, what Jewish people say, the room was the upper top part of the temple. Of the temple. Which means that way people heard it, came running, all these people came in and they saw it. Because there was enough room to hold everybody running to hear this noise. Okay, there's a transition here. And the Holy Spirit, like tongues of fire, and, and God breathed. But there's another place. I think it's in 2 Timothy chapter 3.16. that says that, that the word of God is given by inspiration. And it really means God breathed. So hold on. If everything God breathed on, life came, uh -huh. then what does it mean that this was breathed? Uh -huh. <laughs> huh? Yeah. Okay, if everything he breathed,
and he believed this, then there's something that when I read it, and the spirit that's in me connects with the spirit that is on this, that wrote this, that he breathes on me through his word, and I get illumination and revelation when I put faith in what he says, because if he breathed on me and breathed on this, something's gonna happen when I put my faith on this, because it's like him breathing in me again. My question to you, has God breathed on you lately? When you get into the word, is there something that, that is, see, 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 because all of a sudden, my dew point changes. All of a sudden, what I used to do, I can't do no more. All of a sudden, can't act the way I used to act. Because my due point got a new set point, and my set point will let me go back to what I used to do. Because the Holy Spirit has set a new point in my life. My, my question is are we allowing God to anchor and, and build our foundation to the point that even when life doesn't turn out the way you want it to? Even when the devil's throwing everything he got at you, can you still love people? Can you still praise God? Can you still pray? Can you still be about God's business? Can you forget about you and make it all about him? Listen, listen, listen. The strength of the word is a strength of the Holy Spirit yes, yes, who is the power yes, who is God yes, yes. which means then that, that if you're tied in uh-huh. if you're rooted if you're standing on the foundation if you're wrapped up yes. no matter what the devil throws at you there's an internal strength that rises up and say, I will stand. I will not fall. I will do right. I will love. I will survive. I will. I will. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Romans 8. Romans chapter 8 gives us a security blanket. He tells us, not that we're exempt from anything, but we're covered in everything. Oh, y'all don't hear me. Not exempt, but covered. You know, covered is better than exempt. Why? If you're exempt from everything, you don't have a testimony. But when you've been through something and God has kept you and you know it's God that kept you, you got a testimony. Let me give you another name for testimony. Let me tell my story of how good the Lord been to me. He brought me. He kept me. He healed me. He, 
Watch Paul. Paul said, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Well, really, it's a rhetorical question. And really, the answer is nobody or nothing. See, it answers itself. He said, shall suffering? No. No, 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 no. Affliction? No. Tribulation? No. No. Economy? No. Distress? No. Persecution? No. Hunger? No. Destitution? No. Peril? No. Sore? No. Come on, come on. It, that, it is even written that for your sake, Lord, we are put to death all day long. We are regarded as, counted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet, yet, even though you think I'm going down for the last time, yet, it looks bad right now, yet. See, you got to have a yet and even though thing. That even when life hasn't been that good, yet will I praise him. Yet will I thank him. Yet will I lift up my hand. Yet will I serve him. Yet, 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 yet. Oh, hold on, hold on. Let me finish. Let me finish. Amen. All these things, we are more. Listen, you know, it's good enough just to be a conqueror. But to say more than that means it's not even a competition. That means it wasn't even a real fight. You know what he's saying? There's nothing that the devil can do that even comes close to taking you out of the love of Christ. Matter of fact, the very thing he's trying to destroy you is making you stronger. It's making you go deeper. Matter of fact, the devil is blessing you when he tests you because God is making you stronger in the battle. Isn't our God awesome? He will use your enemy to bless you. Though he's trying to destroy you, he's really making you stronger. Let me go on. Let me go on. We are more than conquerors. Listen. And gain a sir, not just a victory. Did you see that? See that? Surpassing. Now, I don't know what this really means. It'd been good enough if Paul would have said victory. But Paul is saying, I can't even explain how big your victory is. It's a surpassing victory. Listen, not that it's going to be. It already is. Somebody said, well, how can that be? Wait a minute. Because when you accepted Jesus, God put you in Jesus. So whatever is his victory is your victory. You know what that's telling me? It's telling you? All you have to do is stand on what you know. Stand 
that you know that God loves you. Stand on that you know that God's going to keep you. Stand that if he died for you, you know he's going to do everything else for you. Stand. Let me go on. Him who, not, not loved us, loved past him. Which means that you're not working for his love. You already got his love. That means that there's nothing that you can do to make him love you anymore because he chose to love you before there was a you. It means that you were saved from the foundation of the world. So before you did anything, he already loved you and he saved you because he loved you and he keeps you because he loves you and he blessed you because he loves you and there's nothing you can do about it. Next verse. I am persuaded. Listen. Beyond doubt. You know what Paul's saying? He said, there's nothing that the devil can do to make me doubt that he loves me. Listen. You know the devil was throwing everything at Paul. You know why you couldn't stop Paul? Because he knew Christ loved him. Watch this, watch this, watch this. Get stoned. Get up from being stoned and go preach. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Shipwreck. I think he was shipwrecked more than once. Three times. In the sea. All night and half a day. And he gets off and still preaching. Get beat. With the 49 strikes. 39. Whatever. I think it's five times. He still can't make him shut up. Bit by a poisonous snake. Still praising God. You know what? They said, we can't make him shut up. What's wrong with him? I think he's crazy. He was crazy. He was crazy in love with Jesus because Jesus was crazy in love with him. My question is, don't you know that the Lord is that crazy in love with you? Don't you know that it's him that, that keeps us, who holds us? Look what he says. He says, he says, he says, he says, he says I am persuaded, I'm sure, that neither death, life, angels, our principalities, nor things impending, things to come, threats, nor things to come, our powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love. Nothing. Turn, 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 turn to say nothing. Absolutely, absolutely nothing. Now I tell him, he loves me. He, he, he loves me. He loves me. I know he loves me. I know he loves me. In spite of what I'm going through, he loves me. In spite of where I'm at, he loves me. You know what this means? Listen. As we go deeper in the illumination and the revelation of how he loves us, 
it makes you fall in love with him. You can't tell me you love Jesus and you're out there doing anything. The truth is the love of the Lord is mental and it's not gotten down into your spirit because when it gets down in your spirit, the love of Christ will constrain you. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, you just can't do and say and act anyway. When you think about what he paid the price for you, he was the Calvary for you. They beat him for you. They hung him high for you. It wasn't the Romans that did it. It wasn't the Jews that did it. It was love that did it. He did it for us. He didn't have to, but he did. And when you think that he did it for you, it constrains I don't understand how he loves us so much. I'm just glad. I don't deserve the way he loves me. But I can't deny that he loves me. All I know is, oh, he's good. All I know is, oh, this love. When you recognize he loves you, your walk change, your talk change, your life change. See, 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 it, it gets beyond talk. And it gets into action. Because his love, when you have illumination and revelation of it, I'm handcuffed to his love. And I just can't do. It won't let you. It won't let you. Don't want to. Don't want to. Yes, yes. Paul is saying, I pray that the illumination of this love will happen to you. I pray that the spirit in your spirit will begin to illuminate and germinate until it changes you. That there's levels of this that you haven't even thought of yet. He is just that 